Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Nerd Talk Ellipse, where nerd enthusiasts such as us come together with a common goal to geek out and preach nerdism in yesterday's and today's nerd culture, featuring your hosts, Lane Stipe and DJ Pin Hollow. This is Nerd Talk Ellipse. Welcome back, Nerd Enthusiasts, and thanks for joining us for the fourth episode of Nerd Talkalypse. My name is Lane. And my name is Deej. And as always, we're here geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics. From Marvel and DC specializing in the CW's Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow, to Star Wars, Harry Potter, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, and everything in between. That's right, everyone, and we're here this week with a few normal subjects and a few new subjects. But for starts, we're going to talk about the latest and greatest in nerd news. It's time for the latest in nerd news with Nerd Talkalypse. All right, everybody, we got a whole list of nerd news for you that we came across in the last week. Um, first thing on the list is the Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. <laughs> Um, movie that is coming out. It's going to be a trilogy. J.K. Rowling just announced. I'm done. I didn't know that. That's awesome. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it just, we just watched the trailer like seconds ago before we started this segment, and it just looks nuts. Like we've seen it before, so don't think we just saw it for the first time. No, just, yeah, we definitely watched it before. I just wanted. I saw it on the on the on this article I was reading, and I figured we'd watch it real quick. And it just looks so cool, dude. I just right. oh, I can't yeah. wait to see that movie. Newt Scamander, if you guys know, is the one that wrote the book about. Fantastic Beasts is more to find them, the one that the kids use in the school, so that's cool to see. Yeah, so it'll be interesting, and I, and like I said, I was t- just telling Lane, I she wrote like a uh, whole story involved with these characters from this book, and, and, and it takes place in, I think, the 50s or 40s or 30s or something like that. It takes place in New York City, and it's just going to be awesome. I can't wait to see it. Now, we know that they're going to be ex- introducing, like, American wizards in this movie, which is going to be awesome, like, uh, people from, you know, because I've always wondered that ever ever since I read and li- watched the movies, you know, what about America wizards? And then uh, I read today, at some point, they're going to incorporate, talking about the Native American wizards from back in the day before America was discovered by uh, Columbus. Indian they, wizards. 
Yeah, like Native, like old Native American wizards. Like they, they did hand-free magic, and I mean wand-free actually. I'm sorry, and uh, they, they like started the anim, animagi, animagi, however people say it. Animagus. That's the way that the dude says yeah. it in the books. I just like you know when when I first read the books, I was called Hermione Hermione. <laughs> I didn't know until the fourth book because Crumb, uh, she tries to teach Crumb how to say it. And I finally, I was like, oh. Hermione. Hermione. Hey, I mean. It looks like Hermione. You couldn't even say it in the Hermaninium. <laughs> well, uh, either way, uh, that that's going to be awesome. Oh, huge yeah. Harry Potter fans over here. And it's just. Absolutely. Definitely something to look forward to. Um, not, not only that, but, you know, like we said last week, we were talking about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. So that's, so we're getting, we're getting not so much a prequel, but like, you know, even before Hogwarts was a thing, like. Well, we're getting. Existed. Yeah, I guess Hogwarts did exist, but like before, before it was like, just I don't know. I'm just super excited. I mean, it's we're getting that like a prequel, I guess, to the world of Harry Potter, and then a, you know, and then a sequel, essentially like a continuation of the next story. So that's oh, gonna yeah. be really interesting. A lot of nerdgasm going on over here. It's a good year for nerds. That's for sure. 2016 oh, is probably the best year for ner- nerding out and geeking out all over the place. I guess I'm reading this for the first time, but I guess Big Hero 6 TV series sequel is in the works. Yeah, I read it earlier in the thing. I don't know if they're going to do Big Hero 6 2 or... I thought, when I read, I saw something about it. I thought they were doing a movie. I didn't know it was a TV series. Yeah, I don't know if it's like the, if they're just going to, you know, scrap scrap what they had for a movie and just make a TV series for, or if they're going to do something like along the same lines and gear it toward young kids. I just thought it was an interesting. I don't know about that. Every time they turn an animation, an awesome animated movie into a TV show, it never quite stands up. I don't know. I mean, I didn't really have a problem with the How to Train Dragon series. I yeah, thought it was okay. Was it as good as the movie? It, no. <laughs> Not even close. No, but it was still cool. Like, they had a little bit more time to, you know, as opposed yeah. to having a one, two hour movie, they had, you know, four hours that they could... Yeah, but I want to see it in theaters and all that shit. Oh yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not trying to. Dis- I didn't see Big Hero Six in theaters, so no, no, I don't care about. I that. I wish I would have. <laughs> that movie is fucking awesome. But uh, so the next thing on the list here is uh, this isn't really something that I mean it's not nerdy. I guess it's just more nostalgic. Hey, we're 90s kids. Yeah, we're 90s kids. It's more nostalgic than anything. But um, I, now the article that I read said that it was going to be a TV movie, but I've heard other people saying that they were just going to bring the show back entirely. But Legends of the Hidden Temple, the old Nickelodeon show from the 90s that nobody fucking could ever win. Silver Monkeys. <laughs> the Silver Shrine Chris. of the Silver Monkey. You know, that shit. They, they said uh, it's, it, it's supposedly making its way back to television, whether it be a TV movie, um, you know, in regards to like Olmec and, and all that shit, or if it's just going to be a game show or... Or what? I don't know how they're going to do it. Maybe they'll make it somewhere along the lines of like the Goosebumps movie where it's Kids like, these days aren't going to be able to do it. And that's like, all they do is use their iPhone. They ain't active enough. Like, Yeah. They're going to get through the first round like, oh, God, where's my phone? <laughs> so I don't know. But then this is something I don't know if you – I talked to you about this the other day, but you said you weren't really interested in – Yeah, I mean the first official Ghostbusters trailer has arrived, and I haven't watched it yet. I mean – I'm not, I don't hate on Ghostbusters. I've just never been a huge Ghostbusters. I have watched it, and I think it looks awesome. Like, there, it, I, I have been waiting for this for a while. I have not really expressed it openly. I really like Ghostbusters in the, you know, I've, I've only seen them maybe like once or twice. It's pretty easy to remember what happens in them, but I really like those movies. And yeah, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I like Ghostbusters, but don't put me on your team for Ghostbusters trivia or anything. But I, <laughs> I like it. No, I mean, I don't think there's enough lore out there for it to be. 
Ghostbusters trivia, but I mean, I used to, I, I had the game that came out for Xbox 360, or, and it was fun, it was super fun, it was fun as fuck, like, uh, and, I, I don't know, I always, I'm a huge, I like Bill Murray, so, like, I just like, I don't know, that movie, so the new one looks good, I really like Melissa, or, what's her name? Just Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy, she's gonna be casted in, in that other chick, I can't remember her name, she's from Paul, um, yeah. and something, she's in a lot of stuff. I just can't remember her name right now. She was in uh, the wedding. Uh, no, the bridesmaids. Yeah. You seen that movie? I think so. The one where fucking Fat Amy's in it, and her and her brother kick her out. And she, yeah, she's in she's in an awful lot of stuff, like a yeah. lot lot of comedies. So, um, I'm sure you all know who I'm talking about. She's in everything. She's like Steve Buscemi in Adam Sandler movies. Like yeah. Um. Mm. So I guess moving on then, uh, we got the this week they released the first cast photo of the new Power Rangers um, reboot movie that's coming out. Which I have a couple more things. I'm going to skip down to them and I'm going to I'm going to cross them out as I do it. Um, in in other news of the Power Rangers movie, they uh, man I can't remember her name. She's she played Miri and Zach and Miri make a porno. She's playing Rita Repulsa, which I'm kind of excited about. I think she'll do all right. Oh as, yeah. I ho- hopefully they use her real voice and not just replace it with someone like Rita Repulsa's did. But I mean that I didn't even know that until later in life anyway. And a- another thing about it is that the the new Power Rangers suits supposedly are metaphysical, which they they morph onto the Rangers. Like the Rangers be like they're not physical suits like the old. Which I don't know. That might look weird. I hope they don't fuck it up. I read something about that and I didn't quite grasp what they were trying to say. Yeah, I, I don't exactly know either. But the, the article did say that they are not physical suits that the Rangers put on, but they the, 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 they morph into these power beings, like, I'm assuming. Oh, like they completely transform into something else. Yeah, but I don't think that they're going to be, like, you know, bigger or taller, but I, I, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to be bulkier a little bit. and Yeah, oh yeah. They'll probably morph into... The, but the suit morphs to them, like... That's the whole point of the morphing process. I think they're changing that. Yeah, but to Tiger. <laughs> yeah, I hope that they at least do the original things, and I hope we get a cameo of the Green Ranger in there somewhere. Oh yeah. I I I can't wait. I I'm pretty excited about it. Um. Well, I've I've known this for a while. Uh, Cyborg is rumored for Batman vs Superman. I mean, that's that's been I've known for that for a long time. I don't know. They like officially announced the cameo rumor this week and. And I don't know how old the article was or anything, but I was like, "Oh, that's awesome! I got to put that on the list." Right. I mean, I guess I've heard of it. It doesn't mean it was official when I heard of it, but right. I mean. They just kind of announced like, and and I also read, dude. I read how they're gonna, how the how the Flash's cameo plays into the movie, which I hope is true. That it's not. It's not back in when we first heard that they were gonna add Flash and Aquaman into it. No, everybody speculated how how he was gonna be in the movie and like what type of cameo or appearance he was going to be making in the from what i read he appears in the movie as like a almost like a vision to batman i think i have no idea and it's something something along the lines he 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 appears to batman almost like a dream i guess and tells him of the impending doom that is how does flash do that i i think it's it's i don't know it might be superman that i'm thinking that it happens to but it's I think it's it's more or less Flash is on the way to Gotham 
or Metropolis, whichever is happening, and and someone seeing it happening. Interesting. But it appears to them as a dream. That's weird. I this is I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. It's only you know it's only a couple weeks away. I I know Flash doesn't have that ability. Yeah, I'm not. But Superman might be able to see. I don't think he can. He doesn't. I don't know about Superman has premonitions. I don't know. From what I read, it it wasn't necessarily a premonition. Is that he was on his way there, he was running there, and Superman was perceiving it in his sleep. That's weird. I think I don't know. I but in in other Batman vs Superman news, Jimmy Kimmel has watched the movie apparently, and he said that it's fantastic. Like so, I'm thrilled to death about that because uh, apparently they early reviews came out for it and they weren't very good, so they took the movie back in and recut the movie. To make it good, like I thought it was. I can't. I've been ready for this movie for a while. Huh? I yeah. I don't know if they. You know, I whatever it is. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. And um, so we're we have that to look forward to in the coming week. Not this coming weekend, but like soon. I think it's the week the weekend after next. Like it comes out real soon. <laughs> That'll be nice. Working at Domino's, I can fucking more likely get the day off. The yeah, week. I think it'll be. I think it'll be really awesome. But. Apparently, uh, Suicide Squad already has a sequel for 2017, which is a fuck. I mean, before it even released, they already have it going. And the, and the fucked up part about it is, is that they have announced that Will Smith will be returning for that. So we know that Deadshot does not die in the movie. So he, they kind of spoil their own movie <laughs> by making that announcement. Yeah, I guess but, so. For at least for that part, at least for Deadshot, which I mean, I mean, it's fucking Will Smith. Will Smith's no pussy. Yeah, but uh, so in, in Walking Dead news, they are, have announced the official Walking Dead adult coloring book coming from Image Comics, which I don't know if it's gonna be from the comic book or not. But I mean, if you go out and buy the compendiums, you can color them your damn self already. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> who's gonna do that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. These are gonna be much bigger, like one page of something. You know, I'm I think it'd be fun. I should color my compendiums. I'm not a big colorer. Oh, I'm not either. I just think it's interesting yeah. to uh, talk about. Uh, and we got the uh, next news. Uh, Stephen Amell wants Supergirl on Arrow and Flash, which doesn't surprise me. I think Flash is already going to make an appearance on Supergirl, which we got to start watching for real. Yeah, we need to add that to this. I watched repertoire. the first episode, and it was fucking awesome, so I, I don't know why. And I I've heard it. that, what's her name? I, uh, I don't know. The girl that plays her? Yeah, the girl that plays Supergirl. I heard her I acting know. gets a lot better throughout the series. I don't think her acting was all that bad. Uh, spider? Fucking tick on me. You got a tick on you? What the fuck? The tick. <laughs> the weird getting attacked by the tick. That's weird. Where the hell did that come from? I don't know. Well, oh well. Alright, then. Well, I killed that bitch. The last episode of The Walking Dead was so unbelievably close to the comics. I'm talking about last week's two episode. Two weeks ago. Two episodes the ago. The episode called Knots Untie, not the one that aired this Sunday, which was awesome. We'll get to that. But when we first saw The Hilltop, that episode, that, they pretty much took the entire script from the comic book and put it onto TV. I, I, my buddy was borrowing my Compendium 2, and I went and got it after we watched the episode, and I went and looked at, at all that stuff, you know, stuff that the confrontation at the Hilltop about Negan and, and all that stuff, and it was just so spot-on perfect, and it just makes that episode all the more better. Even there, There's so many similarities to it. But even to the speech that Jesus gives them about that how, the Barrington house that was there and how the kids went to, you know, from every elementary school from 50 miles went and saw it as a field trip, that was uh, down to that type of level. 
they were taken for right from Robert Kirkman's comic. It was just unbelievable. So cool. Um, so in, next in, in nerd news, we've got um, Sony has plans to make a standalone Venom movie. Um, but they haven't, which is awesome. I'm fucking so stoked about that because The Amazing Spider-Man was great. I don't have, I never had a problem with it, but there's no word as to how it connects with the Tom Holland's Spider-Man from Civil War. I, I mean, I'd hope that they would connect it somehow, but yeah, you can't have a Venom movie without being Spider-Man at some point being in one of his movies. Like, it's the main, they're the main rivals. I can't. It's like making a bat. It's like making Superman movies and never having Lex Luthor in it. I just think it's going to be confusing for people watching. You know what I mean? Watching like, what? It, people are going to be watching, you know, Civil War, and then they're going to see this new Venom movie, and they're going to be looking forward to Spider-Man. And if he's not in it, or talked about, you know what I mean? Like the people are going to be like, "Well, what the fuck?" Like, yeah, Spider-Man's like one of his greatest enemies. I can deal. I can deal with him not being Spider-Man not being in a movie. But if they're gonna make say like a trilogy, Spider-Man needs to be in at least one of those movies. Like I hope that they connect it. I, I really do. I I don't really know. I guess on the Flash news, we uh, there's a new hero being introduced named Trajectory, which was apparently on the next week on Flash that we didn't get because we watched it on Hulu. Yeah, we don't get to see that stuff, but. Uh... Apparently, this got speedster created by Lex Luthor on New Earth. Has to, he has to take a drug called Sharp to slow down. Now, keep in mind, this is not a uh, description given to us by the CW. This was something I looked up on DC Wikia. Oh, that's who. That's who trajectory. That's is. who trajectory is from the comic world. Okay. Yeah. So, so I don't think they're going to be saying like that it came from Lex Luthor because of the new movie coming out, but. Um, she might. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't put it past her if she's from like maybe she's not from Earth One. Like, maybe she could be from any any Earth or something like that. It's part of the multiverse. Yeah, who knows what they're gonna do with them? The Flash. They change a lot of shit, but not in a bad way. I still like it. Don't get me wrong. Right. So I guess we'll uh, have to wait and see. Uh, so from what I understand, I was speaking to uh, uh, Brittany's husband today, and he was telling me that she seems as though she's gonna be a villain. Trajectory. Yeah. I don't have any. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, so I, I don't really know. I, apparently, she's meddling in things that need not be meddled with, much like uh, the Mystery Machine Gang and Scooby Doo. Um, <laughs> so go ahead. What's the next? I guess Sylvester Stallone is going to be in the Guardians of the Galaxy Two, is rumored. Uh, I don't know what character he'll play, but that's probably be some cool, though. bad guy. I mean, fuck yeah. Maybe he'll play a good guy. Look what they turned Merle into. On that show, well, yeah, fucking Michael Rooker's. I love that. He, his makeup was awesome. But do you remember when I, when I said he pretty much just acts just like Merle? Pretty much, yeah. Just, just, and a fucking blue alien. That spear thing he had was fucking crazy. I don't yeah, that's just the... weird. I think it was. Dope. It was kind of like his hand in Dead, The Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the next thing we just found this out the other day, just by sheer fucking. I don't even know what you want to call it. I don't want to say coincidence. Just by luck. We on were, Xbox. Yeah, we were looking on Xbox One, just fucking searching around. And we see that the Telltale game series for Michonne... <laughs> I'm sorry. The Telltale game series for The Walking Dead... Bless you, by the way. Thank you. Um, it's called The Walking Dead Telltale Miniseries Presents Michonne. And it's not a backstory or anything like that, but it covers... The, this would be for comic book fans. Yeah, at the moment. for the Walking Dead comic books. It takes place in a point that we haven't got to in the show. 
Right. So in issue one, between issues one twenty six and one twenty seven, there's a two year time gap that takes place where Michonne just simply vanishes. Yeah, we're not going to take too much because people listening. Will, yeah, well, I don't want to. I don't want to. But, but she just vanishes and she's gone for like I think like ten or twelve issues. So she's gone for a while. No one understands. Then you know what I mean. Obviously, she comes back. It's Michonne. She didn't die or anything. So spoilers there, I guess. But um, in this Telltale miniseries, explains what happens during that time that she's been gone. Which is cool. I, which I'm is interested. fucking awesome. I think. I'm gonna buy it definitely. I think it's worth doing just for that because I wondered that whole time where the hell she was. And if they have announced it as something that's canon, like then hell yeah, I'm I'm fucking down with that. <sighs> All right, next on news, um. J.K. Simmons, who is known for being the the guy that Peter Parker works for in uh, Mr. Jameson, Mr. Jameson in Spider-Man, the one where are my pictures of Spider-Man, Peter Parker, the fucking angry guy all the time. Yeah, he was in the Tobey Maguire series. Yeah, he's rumored to be uh, Gordon, Commissioner Gordon. No, he's officially been casted. Oh, for, for sure. Yeah, he's well, officially been casted as Commissioner Gordon for the Justice League movie. Funny, that actor, J.K. Simmons, uh, he's very, uh, you know, I know him well, like his faces. He was in but Juno. I never thought that that was the guy from Spider-Man. He, he looks so, because that hair. Yeah. He has so much hair in that spider I, Have you ever seen I didn't even that know. Mr. Jameson's comic book counterpart? It looks almost just like him. He looks exactly the same. Yeah. Like he's that was a perfect casting. But I don't know. I, I there's been so many different iterations of Commissioner Gordon that I You're not uh, gonna beat fucking uh Gary Goldman. Gary, Gary Oldman? Gary Hell Oldman. no. Gary Goldman. Gary Oldman was badass. Yeah. As Nobody could ever know. come back and play Sirius Black like he did. Yeah. So yeah, that's the same guy. Yeah. So I mean it's I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I I'm excited for the for the new world of D C cinematic I have high hopes. High hopes. High after high after. And, like, we watched that Suicide Squad trailer yesterday again. and It's just uh, so cool. It's just fucking awesome looking. I I have the highest hopes for Leto than I think I've talked... I mean, me and Lane both, but I, I everybody I talk to just has no hopes for Jared Leto's Joker. Fuck that. I think it's going to do I great. think he's going to be fucking awesome. Fuck See, the look, tattoos. People Who gives the, a shit? People thought the same thing about... Ledger. And everybody Ledger's fucking loves Joker, it and now. it's awesome. Like... You know, it's like, I don't know, like people say you can never replace uh, the Riddler, you know, J- Jim Carrey is the Riddler, but the guy on Gotham that plays Ed Nigma, perfect. Absolutely awesome. I love that guy. Yeah, like, I, I don't I haven't even watched Gotham, and I and I can agree with that. I mean, everybody... Yeah, nobody's going to do it like Jim Carrey, honest, obviously. Well, no, Jim Carrey's got his own entire thing. Just like anybody that, like, if Ryan Reynolds were to die tomorrow, Deadpool might as well just blow the fuck up. Yeah, it's nobody's gonna do that. No way. Nobody's ever gonna, you know, touch Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool in any aspect. No. Speaking of uh, Suicide Squad, real quick, uh, there was an episode on Arrow when they were, you know, they had the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad come together, and uh, we watched a deleted scene that had Har- Harley Quinn in it, and then she like calls Diggle, "Hey, chocolate pudding." <laughs> it's it's so funny. funny. Yeah, I I saw it somewhere a while ago, and I to- I showed Lane the other day. Because he didn't know it was in there, and they uh, apparently in the show they briefly touch on it, but you can only hear her like snickering in the background, so it's really easy to miss. Um, but in the deleted scene, she actually like has a conversation with Diggle, kind of like through the wall. That's funny. It's very interesting. Yeah. So that's it for nerd news. I'm sure we'll have plenty more where that came from next week. There's always tons of shit going on on Facebook and stuff. Um. So we're going to go ahead and get right into it. This week's a little light. We didn't have that much to talk about our normal stuff, Flash and Arrow, and um, <clears throat> they didn't come on. 
So, alright, we're going to talk about something that my favorite topic of all, and we're going to be talking about a little bit of Dragon Ball Z Super today. Yeah, that's going to be fucking cool. It's something we haven't talked about on here, but we definitely, we always mention that we that we like to talk about it. We've pretty much hinted on everything we said except for Dragon Ball Z. We haven't really talked much about it at all. Um, but we do have, we did get an episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Um, it wasn't that great of an episode, but it, a couple of things happened that are worth mentioning. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get right into that right now. Okay, this episode of Legends of Tomorrow, uh, I believe the episode was called Marooned. It was good. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the greatest episode, but... I liked it. Uh, yeah, it was just as good as about any other episode. It just It's funny. Like, it always makes you laugh. Every episode has made me laugh so far. Yeah, it definitely had a lot of funny moments. It's just that... It's a weird episode about space pirates, and it was fucking strange, but... But with all the funny moments, there has to be a sad moment. Yeah, and it starts out with a, quite, a, quite an emotional... <clears throat> message with Rip Hunter. He's the uh, leader of the Legends of Tomorrow, and he kind of, uh... That's a nice lightsaber you got there, Lane. Yeah, it was the best-sounding one I could find on the edge. <laughs> yeah, if my phone goes off, we're gonna have a Star Wars theme song. Anyway, um... <laughs> so, uh... What was I saying? Talking about the emotional hologram message. Yeah, me. so Rip Hunter, he, like I said, he leads the Legends, and he has a, he, an emotional hologram message from his uh, wife and child that he just keeps watching. I imagine, I don't know if he said it specifically, but it's probably the last one he got from them. Like, uh, Right. It was like a message sent, to, like something you'd get if you're in the military, a letter, but this was obviously in the Right, and, and for those that are keeping up, but he in the beginning of the show, it states that Vandal Savage killed his family. Um, it was sad to watch. <clears throat> yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty fucked up. Um, when you coming home, daddy... Yeah, and, and the continuity of this episode is exactly one week since the last episode. I don't know why I wrote that down, because it's that's how it should be in the show anyway. Yeah. But sometimes, I mean, like an arrow and stuff, they you know there's time jumps or whatever. But the, this they said it was exactly one week from the last episode, which is worth mentioning, I guess, because I wrote it down. Start, starting in the previous episode, we're starting to see that tension between Heat Wave and Captain Cold. Uh, when Cold knocked him out, and Heat Wave was not too happy about it. So uh, we're starting to see that grow more and more. Heat waves starting to get a little bit pissed off. Right. I wouldn't fuck with them, but snort. Yeah, I mean, you find out a little bit about their history and and how he he helps them with, uh, you know, in juvie and stuff like that. So it's something I didn't know. That's why they're such good friends. Yeah, a little bit. You learned about them actually, snort and uh, Mick, which was cool. You don't, you know, we don't really learn too much about their past. It's awesome to hear about. Right, it. but but my, one of my new phrases, I heard it somewhere, and I I like to say it, and I I have it written down on my for my Walking Dead notes, but um, development, character development usually equals death, in some in some cases. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it, you know, and we'll talk a little bit more about it in in the Walking Dead segment because we'll I'm sure we'll go into a little bit of comic book stuff, but. Like I said, development equals death. That's 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 what I'm saying for that right now, and we'll touch on that right at the end of this segment. Um, so they get a the the legends of everybody gets a distress call from deep space from some, some one of the other time masters that Rip Hunter knows. Some woman time master. Yeah, and and they immediately think they trump it up to be a trap. Um, which is exactly what I would think. Which too. there are so many Star Wars references in this that in this episode, I'm surprised they didn't call out Admiral Akbar. Right. I'm, I'm I'm very surprised, but well, I mean, when yeah, they thought it was a trap, and they went anyway. But for the only reason being is that they needed something on that ship, an update that they get from the Time Masters that his ship is no longer getting. 
they don't want to to learn more about where Vandal Savage is. Right. So that's why they went anyway because it was they were at a dead end. They had to do something. And so then once they did that, they say that they're gonna they're gonna go travel you know travel the galaxy and and Mister or uh, Captain whatever the fuck his name is, Professor Stein I guess, is super excited at the aspect that the Wave Rider can also travel the galaxy. Which Lane had mentioned is apparently more exciting than fucking time travel. Yeah, I was like, what the? Like, well, they've been doing that since 1969, going to the moon, but then he's so stoked about it, like, more than the fact that he's just been traveling through time for the last however long. Yeah, right? That's ridiculous. Prof- but I mean, hey, he's a professor of science. Every science should excite him. Yeah. Just about as much as everything nerdy excites us. Yeah, that's true. So, and, and anyway, we get a, we get a, quite a few uh, different. Um, uh, references here as far as uh, nerd culture goes, which is really cool. I don't necessarily think. I guess you could. I guess it's sci-fi to consider Back to the Future nerdy, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, so the first thing, Jack's Jack's quotes. He goes to quote every Star Wars movie ever. He says, "I got a bad feeling about this." Yeah. Which is Han Solo straight up. And then uh, we get a, we get a, a scene not far not long after where Ray Palmer quotes. Uh, well, him and a uh, hot girl are actually talking, and he goes, "Oh, I'm Captain Kirk." She goes, "You're more like a Picard." And yeah, he's like, well, see, "I don't know anything about Star Trek." And she says, "Uh, well, Picard's cuter," and he's like, "Oh, I guess I am a Picard." <laughs> well, he like turn, he's like turning around, Rip Hunter's chair, and he's like quoting Star Date and Captain's Log and a bunch of crazy shit. So that's pretty funny. interesting. I like Ray Palmer; he's funny son of a bitch. Yeah, on this show for sure. Um, then we get we get Professor Stein. He uh he says uh. Great Scott, like, which is fucking awesome, because I fucking love Back to the Future. Yeah. I mean, can we say that Great Scott is a Back to the Future-specific thing? I mean... That's the only place I ever heard it. I just don't know. Like, I I would assume I that's the only place I've ever really I heard it, I could see that too. guy playing him, just how old he just looks like him. Yeah, no one will ever replace no, absolutely Lloyd. not. No, no, no. No one will ever be as crazy. I mean... And then there's always Star Wars references, like, ridiculously... I can't remember the next one if they did another one, but I, I wrote down Star Wars references for days because always just so many. They always do that shit in this show, yeah. which is fucking cool. In in the Flash too, they always talk about. Uh, are you time. Cloud City vaporing me right now? I wonder if they have a thing going on with them. I don't know, but uh, and then we go to Heat Wave in this episode. He causes an uproar, uproar trying to steal Wave Rider. He like has a plan and he asks to parlay with the pirates and he tells them if they want the ship get him in there he'll give it to them because he just wants to go back home because he's not enjoying himself there anymore right so for the bulk of the episode that's pretty that's pretty much all that happens I also wrote down that the cinematography in this episode just in general was fucking awesome like and it just I don't know blew me away the the different different things they were doing with the camera was just great the camera work was phenomenal no I had to say during Mick's uproar trying to take over the ship he comes into a fight with uh uh, White Canary, uh, Sarah Lance. Oh yeah, and he's like beating her up, like no fucking way, no way. And I don't, under- I, he's a beast and everything, but she's a, l- a league of assassins. He's not gonna stand a chance against her. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think that was a little trumped up. I mean, he's fucking humongous. Yeah, but, uh, but do you not think? Big who, do you think you could beat Diggle's ass? No, he's not that big. He's big, but he ain't Diggle big. Diggle is huge. Yeah. Mick just looks big. Everybody else on the show on Legends is tiny. Yeah, Leonard. You know that actor tiny. is not that huge. I mean, he's a big guy, but he ain't he, he ain't Diggle big, dude. Diggle is a monster. <laughs> Diggle is a monster. I want to see Diggle fight the Rock. I want to see yeah. I want to see Diggle fight King Shark. 
What's that? kidding me? Ten, King Shark is too huge. I just think it'd be funny. A fist fight between Diggle and King Shark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it'd be funny, dude. I don't know. <laughs> so at the end of the episode, Ray, Palmer, and Kendra, Hawk Girl, uh, they kiss oh, for, oh, for some fucking weird reason. Sun her titties. I'm I'm so confused as he, to shine shoes. Now maybe you can tell me this because someone else asked me this this week. Brittany actually at work. What's that? I'll try my best. When, Okay, in this, in I don't expect you to, to have paid attention because I know how you hate the connection between Hawk Girl and Vandal Savage. Vandal Savage. Yeah. So when Vandal Savage kills Hawkman, yes. Okay, what then did do they do about Hawk Girl? Like, why? When does he come back to her? Does she have to die before his reincarnation happens? Actually, that that question wouldn't have to ma- have anything to do with Vanal Savage because they do die and come back in in a uh, in the regular comics. Okay, well, but so I does don't she know have... the answer. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I really don't know. I I haven't really thought of that. I'm you know not... what I mean? Because they don't talk about it at all. I don't think. Like, and and now she's kissing Ray Palmer. Like, what the fuck about? Well, she never. It, from what the Hawk Girl and Hawk Man we've seen in this new lifetime, they were never really together. No. He wants to be with her, but she, it was never official, so she's not really cheating on anybody. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that she's cheating on him. I'm just confused in general. Like, you know what I mean? She, because she seemed, she said to come back to me when he died. Yeah, because she does remember the past, but she also you know I mean? remembers he, he, her present. She's acknowledging their soulmateness, but I just don't. I don't know. It confuses me. Yeah. I don't so, know. I, I don't. That's a good question. I have to look up into the comics for that answer. If anybody out there that's listening can clear it up, then you know, please write into us because I want to know. Right, and to, to to double ask, if Hawkman and Hawk Girl die together, obviously they reincarnate. I mean, how long does it take for them to reincarnate? Is it instant? But the question we need to know is, when if Hawkman say dies before Hawk Girl, does he reincarnate before she dies, or do they both have to be dead for it to happen? Right. Which is a very good because question. they prevented Kendra's death. So I wonder if that if they prevented hit the reincarnation from happening. I wonder if it's permanent because he wasn't on the show for very long. Carter, he wasn't on there for like maybe two episodes. Like fucking makes no sense. But so the end of the episode happens, and we be, are believed that Captain Cold kills Heatwave. That's what they want you to think. Yeah. N- nothing. All it's really shown is that he's firing his gun at Heatwave, and and then the episode is done. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I guess. I guess we're getting that every week. Like they're they're not taking really a break on that right now, till they catch up with Arrow and Flash. As far as episodes go, because it didn't start till um, after the thing. Are you looking this up right now? I'm trying to find it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm gonna do that. And the verdict is that we did not find an answer to the question. So there's that. There's way too much about Hawkman and Hawk Girl for it. I could find, I don't want to look for it right now. Yeah, it's all right. We'll we'll figure it out eventually. I'm sure. Hopefully, it's not just like some. It's the same. <laughs> some error that happens, but all right. So we're gonna go ahead and move straight into The Walking Dead now. All right, we're getting into uh, Sunday's episode of The Walking Dead, season six, episode twelve, titled "Not Tomorrow Yet." I just want to say before we start this, this episode was fucking awesome. Probably one of my favorites, uh, maybe not of all time, but at least of this season. Yeah, it's pretty I good. I loved it. 
I'm getting a lot of I've seen a lot of pe- posts on Facebook and uh, Nikki's brother was asking me about oh what does this mean about Rick and them like now they're turning to the be evil people doing what they were doing killing people in their sleep you know it seems pretty brutal and evil but I mean it does I just told him I was like wait till you learn who Negan is and then you're not gonna care too much I saw I saw a post on Facebook this is gonna make you laugh Nate fucking laughed his ass off when I told him this but somebody said and we'll get we'll talk about this I don't know if I mentioned anything about the walkie talkies but at the end of the episode when there was when that chick comes over the walkie talkies someone posted it's like I don't know who that girl is on the other end of the walkie talkies it must be this Lucille that I keep hearing about oh huh and she, that fucking cracks me up, dude. That's so funny. They have fucking no idea. I wish I could be a fly on the wall into someone who does not know what's coming and just watch the reactions. Right. Like, it's fucking awesome. But anyway, at the beginning of the episode, we see uh, Carol the homemaker baking cookies with beets and acorns. She was making acorn cookies and adding beets for sweetness, which is kind of weird. But hey, if you can make it work... I mean, but in the zombie apocalypse, I mean, you can't be too picky, I guess. You don't need Pinterest, apparently, to make something like that. No, you just need Carol. Yeah. Carol should have her own fucking app. So, uh... Um, yeah, we, uh, we also saw Carol leave a single cookie at uh, Sam's grave. That little boy, she was oh, she always made cookies for him, remember? And, uh, I think it was a little, paying a little homage to that. Right. So then, so then the episode moves pretty pretty swiftly. Uh, uh, the, they come from the last episode. They come back from the hilltop. They come back to Alexandria, and they uh, to probably uh, presumably to drop off the food that they got. I'm assuming. Yeah, and to divulge the plan to the rest of the yeah, community. Yeah, and, and have a, a meeting with everybody at the church, um, where Rick goes over the plan about the saviors and stuff. Rick ain't being a rictator at this point. He's giving everybody an option. You know, he he wants their opinion too. Like they could say no. You know, he gave them that choice. Right. Um, so uh, pretty much everybody is in agreement, um, with, you know, knowing that they have to fight the saviors and things like that. And then the fucking fucker of all fuckers stands up and decides to say his piece against Rick. Now I understand where Morgan's coming from. You know, he doesn't, why kill if you don't, you know, why we don't want to kill all this, blah, 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 blah. But the reason me and DJ have such a problem with him is because this is not the way Morgan acted in the comic books, so it's a little strange. So I, I wrote down, seriously, fuck Morgan. Like, I just don't like the way he acts, and he just, I don't know, it just pisses me off. And things between him and Rick get real tense for a second there. And, you know, it later shows him in the episode crying, like, for... Building, a, I think it was building a jail cell. Yeah. It was kind of interesting. Um, Which is... Yeah, absolutely. That's a little bit of a foreshadow I there. Think about that. Um. So then, and then it quickly cuts to Carol talking to I don't remember his name. It's not important. Um, that tall guy, older guy. Yeah, and she kisses him for that's which is weird. Yeah, they um, kiss a little chunk of while. She she name drops the episode not tomorrow yet, which is pretty interesting because they're talking about. He said he's nervous about tomorrow. Yeah, and they're talking about the 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 run or the not the run but the trip to uh they're one of the Negan's, yeah Negan's whatever they think they're going to Negan's campsite or whatever the fuck it is but I think they knew it was an outpost the entire time they said that that's where they meet to get to give the food yeah yeah I guess that's true Negan wouldn't take them to their actual place he doesn't want anybody knowing where it is right um so then so we got we got one one little good epic Abraham ism I guess if you want to call it an Abe, an Abe ism line um 
he says, just like last week with the Bisquick line, he says, uh, when he, he gets in a fight because he wants to leave Rosita, I'm presuming from just from their house, not the whole camp. Um, yeah, because he was there during the little invasion, so I don't think he left the whole place. Yeah, I think that he just left Rosita. Yeah. But uh, something along the lines of, you know, there's she. he thought she was the only woman left in the world, and turns out she's not. And then, but she says, "Why?" He goes, "I'm leaving." She goes, "Why?" Or something. He, he says, "Why are dingleberries brown?" It's the way shit is. Yeah. It just fucking cracks me up. It's funny. <laughs> Even when he's being serious, it's just funny to hear the shit he says. And yeah, so. Um, and then when uh, when he leaves, and then there's uh, Eugene standing out outside the door. He goes, "Have you tried these cookies?" <laughs> <laughs> that fucking cracked me up too. It was funny. Uh, they were. Uh, trying to think of a way to, you know because they're like how are we going to break in there you know it's not going to be too easy and Rick says to them says a couple simple words he says they're going to open the doors and let us walk right in and he goes they wanted one thing didn't they Gregory's head let's give it to him and Gregory Gregory is the leader of the hilltop so they they uh, go out and they do one of the most ingenious things I've seen on the show which Nate and I were talking about earlier and we couldn't think of another time they did it in the comic either so I don't know I feel like I, feel like I remember it I think I don't know, I'm going to have to just read the comics yeah, I, I, you could be right. I'm not, you know, we're not saying you're wrong. We just couldn't remember it. I, I can't remember either. I just, it was so vague in my, I remember it so clearly that it just, When he first said, we're going to give him Gregory's head, I was like, holy shit, it automatically dawned on me that they're going to go out and get a fucking walker head that looks just like Gregory and fucking give it to him. And I was like, that's fucking genius. Right. And it was. And, and the whole time we were wondering where the fuck Abraham went. He was wearing a beanie the whole time, which was... He was wearing, like, a fucking do-rag or something. It was, like, made his hair fucking... We couldn't tell it was him. Yeah, like, in the dark from a distance, you always know that little flat-top redhead hairdo, but not... It was, like, I just didn't recognize him. Right. So they so they go out, and they find uh, a bunch of walkers that look presumably like Gregory, and, um... And apparently... <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, and we find out later that, that one of the heads was actually a cast molding of Johnny Depp's head. Which is interesting. Yeah, it's not the one they ended up going with, but... Um, it was there. It was definitely there. You can see it. Check it out. Look it up on Google. It's fucking crazy. Um, so, basically, as they're going over the whole plan, they cut all the heads off and everything like that, Rick just announces to everybody that you just got to keep telling yourself that this is how we have to eat. Right. By doing everything that they got to do, this is how that we, you know, we're going to end up having to eat our food by doing they know all this terrible. fucked up shit. What they're doing is terrible, but, I mean, it's either do the terrible things or have the terrible things done to you. Right. So, um... Well, they, and then they take the zombie head and then, you know, uh, Jesus and that other guy look at it and say, yeah, that's the closest one. And he says, but his nose isn't quite right. And then Rick just proceeds to punch it in the face. Which fucking cracks me up. And then the dude... The dude from the hilltop says to Rick, um, "He goes, this yeah. other guy scares me." Yeah, he says Negan's a scary guy, but he's nothing compared. He's to you. nothing compared to you, which is fucking hilarious, right? Um, which is funny. Like, <laughs> just I mean, I mean, hey, it was. I funny. mean, yeah, Rick is a scary guy. That's for sure. Negan's Negan's not so much. He's pretty fucking frightening, but more or less in just what he does, not in his demeanor. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's pretty intimidating. He's a big fella, and he's intimidating, but he just... Rick is brutal. Rick is know. brutal. Rick is brutal and gives no fucks. And Negan gives no fucks, but is pretty fucking cheery about it. Yeah, it's weird. It's very strange, but... We'll see. Yeah, you'll, yeah, you guys will all see. Hopefully, 
from what we hear, he's coming straight off the comic book page into the show. So I'm, but I'm worried. I'm still very worried. Yeah, it's going to be hard to perceive him in TV over from comics, but. So anyway, they they continue on. They go to uh, this uh, outpost, I guess, and they encounter two saviors outside the outpost, and they present the head to them. Yeah. In exchange for their guy, the guy that they were going to get. From... And it worked. Yep, and it worked just fine. They believed it. The dude like sticks his hand inside the fucking head and makes him say some sh- weird shit. Like it's, it's puppeteer kind of. It's funny. Yeah, it was very it was very random, but. And they, I swear, Rick's group and them, they pull this off like some black ops. Like that shit was smooth. Yeah, for real. Like that guy goes inside to get the the brother, and then they all just swoop in, kill that fat guy, take him out, like and gone. Like it was. Beautiful. Yeah, that fat guy was whistling "Happy Birthday." And it was weird. Yeah, it was very very bizarre. Maybe it was his birthday. Maybe. Maybe they were trying to signify the irony of dying on your birthday. I don't know. Possibly. Unless there's just something I'm not seeing. We're not seeing in that situation. But. Right. But, so I wrote down that Negan Negan's going to be fucking furious, which is completely true. Even during this scene and at the end of the scenes, he's going to be fucking pissed. Yeah, because he just took out a lot of people, more or less an armory. There was a lot of weapons in that one of those rooms. Um, yeah, and they, they go in there, and the, the whole goal was to pretty much kill everybody in the outpost. Um, and get the brother back, and, and they specifically say to go get to find the weapons. They want to find the weapon room. Right, to, you know, to hit them where it hurts, I yeah. guess. Um, and for the first time in the entire series of The Walking Dead, apparently, Glenn pops his murder cherry. Yeah, he's killed plenty of walkers, but he has yet to kill a human, which ends tonight. Right. Or Sunday night. But yeah, he kills he kills two people that we see. Yeah, he first wouldn't. until they go into the walker or the weapon room. Now remember, this is different than just getting in a fight with somebody and killing them. I mean, you know, but when you know if you're getting shot at and you shoot them back, like you know, but he they're sleeping and they're stabbing them in the head. And uh, Glenn took over. He did was one, and then the black guy, what's his name? Heath. Heath. Uh, Glenn took over for him. Didn't want him to have to do that, so he just did it. You know. Well, and then they both proceeded to kill plenty of people later in the episode. But. Right, yeah. When they get to the weapon room, they start shooting through the door and they kill them. Seven um, people. Right. So some somewhere... So we find out Abraham is there, like we talked about. So we saw him. We finally noticed that it was him in the do-rag or whatever the fuck. And then a save, one of the saviors pulls an alarm and alerts all the other saviors. To, and they wake up and they come out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't, okay. It's too much of Okay, that's fine. We won't we won't say anything about that then. Um, but anyway, so the the dude pulls the alarm and um, they were doing so well. They were kicking everybody's like, I mean, Abraham just has been off his game. You know, he he should have been able to whoop. But I mean, this guy took a knife to the gut and still did what he did. So I mean, that guy was obviously pretty tossed. Like right. Um, and and then the, Rosita turns the corner and blasts some dude and blood splatters on the screen, which was fucking so yeah, cool. Yeah, was pretty cool. Um, and then, and then right after that, Abraham opens up a random door, only to find a whole room full of fucking weed. Yeah, it was the only thing we can imagine was weed. There was weed in there. I yeah, think. they definitely had weed growing, and nobody addresses it. I hope that someone had to steal weed out of there. You can hear Negan be like, "My weed!" <laughs> or that guy, Daryl's gonna be baked out of his mind, like, Ugh. "Yeah." So then we hear Jesus. Jesus kills somebody. And straight up says, you know, this is the next world in some epic fucking manner. It was pretty cool. 
he kills the guy. Like it was when uh, Heath and Glenn were shooting out the door. They walk out to see if everybody was dead, and one guy ended up being alive. And he was raising his gun arm, and then Jesus shot him. Yeah, and he says, "This is the next world." Um. So then it goes right after that. I mean, pretty much the whole room or the whole building is cleared. And it goes to the next scene, and Morgan is shown building that jail cell that we mentioned earlier. He was crying like a whammy. Yeah, he's fucking, you know, whiny bitch, but for whatever reason, he's welding up bars and putting cinder blocks down, and, you know, he's building a Which is actually a good idea. I mean... Right. Because Jesus... You know what? They probably did it because Jesus escaped out of it. Yeah. I mean, you can't kill everybody. Well, and also, what happened with him and Carol and that guy, that wolf, if that wolf was in that cell, he never would have got out. Right. Yeah, Jesus Jesus escaped like with no problem out of that room and went into a naked Rick and a naked Michonne. Yeah. Into the house. <laughs> so then then it then it shows that, you know, they all leave they all leave the thing and they're walking out and there's cars everywhere and Heath and Tara leave on their two week run. Um and then we hear a familiar sound. The sound of a motorcycle. And Daryl <laughs> Yep, Daryl's motorcycle. He's not too happy about that. He chases the fucker down. He's where the fuck did you get that motorcycle? And I, I can't remember which episode it was. It was an earlier episode in the season. It was like episode four or five or something like that where we see uh, the confrontation between Daryl and that man in the woods with those two girls. Who took his crossbow. The guy that took his crossbow. Um, like we said, I, th- I think we talked about this in our first episode, that that guy's name was Dwight. Yes. Um, they, they never mention it in the show, but that's who that is. His name is Dwight, and he is a um, very important part of the upcoming stories. We won't say too much more about him. Um. Yeah, and then uh, the guy on the motorcycle drops a walkie-talkie, and he. <clears throat> and then you hear something saying, "Hey, you with the Python revolver." No, she calls him out by Rick. He called him out by name. Does she? She says, "Hey, Rick, drop the gun, Rick." Yeah, but then she no, I, she but then she specifies the gun he's holding. Yeah. Why would she say Rick and the gun? She says, "Hey, Rick." Are you positive? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty positive because cause I was confused because then. Because then, I mean, she said they have Maggie and Carol is what they is what they I know say. that, but uh, I don't know. I feel because she specified saying, "Hey, you with the Python revolver or whatever," she specified the gun he was holding in his hand. Yeah, I don't Why know. Why do I'll that to, if they say Rick? I don't know. We'll have to check it out. I'm pretty sure she said Rick. I could be wrong. I don't know. I feel I, I disagree, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll 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 check we'll check it in. We'll let you guys know how it is how it turned out next week. Um, so basically all. You know, that happens. They capture Carol and Maggie. That's what they say. You know, she says, we have a Carol and we have a Maggie. I figure that's something you want to talk about. And then the episode ended. Yep, and then the episode ended. And of I course. wrote down that they, they have no idea what they've gotten themselves into. Absolutely not. You know, with that, we know we're trying to keep be as spoiler-free as possible. But they do not. Like I said, I wish I could be a fly on the wall. I have no idea who these women are either. Like, I can't recall them from the comics. Like, right. The women that have... They're probably them. just... Regular random saviors. Yeah, random. She but sounded Negan, very. He doesn't really have women saviors. She sounded very important though. She the way she is acting. Could just be one of Negan's many wives. Yeah. Well, don't say. Yeah. Don't say too much. Well, yeah. Like I said, I don't want to spoil too much, but I'm so sorry if that was a huge spoiler to anybody. But yeah, so that, I mean that episode of Walking Dead was fucking nuts. I loved it. Um, I don't. We didn't get to see like we stream it online, so. We didn't get to see, uh, you know, the next week preview or anything like that. Nor did we watch Talking Dead or anything. But I did find out that that notebook Carol was writing in was her kill count, personal kill count. Oh, really? Yeah. 
It was a bunch of different numbers. That was, it was weird, though. Yeah, the way that she, one of them, because I, I saw a thing on Reddit. Uh, it was like a zoom in of her thing, and it had like different, you know, how many people she killed at Terminus and how many people she killed at the prison or whatever. And it was, and then she totaled it out to be 18. So, but that that ends our Walking Dead discussion. Um, for you know, and we're gonna we're gonna move into the end on to the next subject here. Just give us one second. Alright, uh, as you guys may know, we are going to be talking about Dragon Ball Z today. And they have a new series called Dragon Ball Super. For all of you out there that uh, don't know, if you are Dragon Ball Z fans and you do not know this, then there's something wrong with you. You need to go check it out. <coughs> um, <coughs> now the series, the series is completely canon. Yes, this takes place directly after Dragon Ball Z. It makes GT non-canon, so GT is no longer... GT was never really canon to begin with, but this is just, it makes more, it's proof now, like, it does not, it will not fit into the story it's, it's done with, but, Dragon Ball Super starts off, you know, with the, because they're kind of in peaceful times, I guess, and Goku is, uh, they're out of money, apparently, Chi-Chi telling Goku he needs to work, because they have no more money from the tournaments he used to win, that's how they used to make their money, and in the manga, they're actually, uh, radish farmers, People don't really. I don't think people know that, but they are radish farmers. They 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 farm radishes, and uh, Goku is seen like fertilizing and driving tractors and stuff like that. And it all leads up to if you've seen Battle of the Gods and Revival of F or Resurrection of F. They uh, it takes you know it takes place in around the same time. Like you go through the entire Battle of the Gods movie first. Beerus comes and. They get to go in way more detail and just length of the battle because obviously it's a TV show instead of just a movie. So quickest twenty minutes of your life. Oh my god! It's, now there's been some problems with animation. You know, a lot of people have been bitching about it. They did better animation back when they were drawing that shit, like old school hand drawing. I don't know what the hell's going on to now with this, but uh, some of it's bad, bad, bad. But still, the story's pretty good. Oh yeah, it's still. I mean, it hasn't. We haven't seen any bad animation since that fight between Goku and Beerus well, on Pla- King Kai's planet. On occasion, yeah, but not like that. There will be there will be times you'd be like, Goku looks weird. But even so, even back in the old days, you'd be like, Goku looks weird there. Yeah. Well, I remember watching Super Saiyan 2 Gohan when he first turned Super Saiyan 2 against Cell. He fights the Cell Juniors, and he looks awesome. And then was I think it's the episode directly after, he his hair is completely different. Like it's weird looking. Like. I feel like there's a different artist or something, but it was different. It was weird. Right. But, well, uh... It's still, like I said, the story's pretty fucking awesome. It's Dragon Ball Z, so... I mean, that fight the fight between Beerus and Goku in the movie was amazing, but the one in the show was something, oh my god, like... Next fucking level shit. They were punching each other, like... They, they were colliding their punches, like, fist to fist, and they were punching each other so hard that they were in danger of destroying the universe. And if it wasn't for Goku punching Beerus the exact same strength, the exact same time, the exact same amount of energy in the punch, the universe would have been destroyed. But Goku negated that. Beerus, as the god of Destroyer, probably would not have cared too much. But even Whis said that he wouldn't have survived it, which is crazy. Like that is power. Like, uh, right? Beerus is fucking. I like. I love Beerus. Oh, he's, he's the a, shit. He's fucking cool. He's a great character. I like Whis too. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't like Champa. Champa's an annoying douche. Yeah, I like Vados though. I think she's yeah. interesting. We haven't. I mean, she hasn't really said too much. She's just really calm, just like Weez. Just a, 
Weiss fucking cracks me up, dude. Oh, he loves his um, his food. <laughs> he fucking... I love it. But, uh, yeah, it's like... Uh, so if you love Dragon Ball Z, watch Dragon Ball Super, like I said. The first part of the show takes place during the Battle of the Gods. And, you know, we see Goku become the the god, like, uh, like in the movie. Pretty much on the same, except they're on a ship, a cruise ship, instead right. of out outside somewhere. Now, I picked up the show right... Right during this time, like right toward the end of the, the Bulma's birthday party, I didn't really. Yeah, he saw the whole fight. I saw the whole fight and all that stuff. I didn't really. I couldn't get into the the Japanese subtitles, and all that stuff. But I I learned to got used to it, and it's. Yeah, I it's can hard watch it because now. the Japanese voices, like Sean Sean Shemmel and Christopher Sabat, do the Vegeta and Goku. Like, it's the, the the Japanese counterparts are just not. It's not as intense for me. Like, hearing Sean Shemmel do Kamehameha Wave is fucking wonderful. Like. Absolutely. Well, whenever they dub it, we'll you know I'm sure we'll rewatch all of Absolutely. it. Absolutely, I've watched the whole goddamn thing again. <laughs> well, yeah, we have to. I mean, we have to see how you know what they change vocal wise and or dialogue wise and, and things like that. If I wonder they, if they'll much. improve any animation. I don't know if they even they can if they're if know. they're legally allowed to. Maybe. I don't know. I don't like a GBZ Kai did it. I don't know how they did that with Kai, but yeah, they might. And Kai, as you guys know, is the. They redid Dragon Ball Z. They didn't redo it. It's the same stuff, but they took out all the filler. It's supposed to be closer following the manga. That was the whole purpose behind Kai. And it, supposedly they took out all the blood and cut down on the violence. Well, it was on Nickelodeon, so it was very... Yeah. A lot of uh, censoring. More, more kid-appropriate, right, I guess. Right, but whatever. But, uh, yeah, so then it goes... Yeah, there's a little bit of filler between... You know, after the fight with Beerus, with like in every anime, there's always that little bit of filler. You gotta just deal with it. That's just, I mean, the way it is. And then, uh, it gets to the point to where Vegeta goes and trains with Whis. And, you know, he's getting strong, strong, strong. And, uh, Goku finds out about it. He's like, what the hell? He goes, Vegeta went and trained with Whis? Well, I wanna go train with Whis. And so, uh, it come, you know, Whis comes into Bulma to eat some food. And Goku finds out he's there. He tells, I think, he gives Boma a cell phone or something. Or she gives him a cell phone. Tells him she'll call him when Whis comes, and she he comes, and Goku goes and begs, begs, begs Whis for some training, and he accepts. He goes, he, he's he's like, oh, it's about time. He goes, I figured this was coming. Right. Um, and then what? And then it just how how quickly after that does it move into the revival of F? Well, um, there's like there's a few episodes in between because it shows their, it shows their training more in depth. Like we see a lot of the weight training they're doing and right, and it kind of shows how they became ascended Super Saiyan gods. Yeah, like it didn't really give 100 percent detail. Blooper Saiyans. <laughs> Blooper Saiyans. <laughs> but well, Whis actually sticks them in his staff. That staff he has. They don't really explain it too detailedly, but I believe it acts in the same way, say like the hyperbolic time chamber acts. They got a lot of training in, in that in that staff. And Vegeta, what Vegeta? Was he able to ascend to a blooper Saiyan? Yeah, I think so. I don't on know. his own, and then Goku interpreted that from Vegeta, or was it vice versa? I don't know. It didn't really say. I I feel like it did it kind of at the same time. Yeah. They, see, there's a lot that they left out that I wish they would have answered. Like, you know, did Go did Vegeta actually turn Super Saiyan God first and then get that? But because Vegeta has God powers, that's the only way he can become Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan, is to have that God power mixed with that Super Saiyan power. And Goku learned it just by his Saiyan blood ad- adaptation. Yeah, so I mean, 
you know, we'll get into a little bit more of that. Uh, Goku says something about it, which is cool, but, you know, then they train, and then, uh, like in the movie, Frieza shows up, and uh, we see Ginyu again, which was one of the awesome, most awesome things in Dragon Ball Z, is that Ginyu was the frog, and he writes uh, some of Frieza's henchmen, one of his specific henchmen. He actually died in the movie, but Frieza kept him around in the show to train with him, to for you know, he forced him to train with Frieza. So as Frieza becomes stronger, which made that guy specifically very strong. You know, if you're taking beatings, like if I go and get beat up by the Rock every day, I'm gonna be pretty tough. Like, yeah, true fucking that. <clears throat> so like, he goes that, and then uh, again, you comes over in his frog form and writes change on the in the dirt, and the guy goes change, and then they change, and Ginyu has his body, and there he is doing his fucking poses. <laughs> Dude, that shit was awesome though. Oh, he was a beast. That guy with that body was strong. Like, it was cool. Very nostalgic to see Ginyu back in, and uh, but it didn't last too long. I mean, he they beat up on uh, Gohan and Piccolo and all them, and Frieza pretty much took Gohan to the brink of death, because Gohan has turned into quite the wimp. He is not trained at all. He's real scrawny and just he's not he's. He, I don't think he's even as strong now as he was when he fought Cell at eleven. Right. Well, then they, uh, they, uh, move on toward, uh, oh man, I totally lost my train of thought. They, they, you know, they're growing in, uh, you know, Gohan was getting beat up by Frieza. Frieza has become quite powerful, and, the, you know, have you seen the movie? It pretty much happened the same way. They fought all the henchmen, and uh, Vegeta and Goku finally show up, and, uh, which is weird, because he can travel there faster than Whis using instant transmission, but, you know, Gohan powers up, which gives Goku to be able to sense his power. So he instant transmission there, and Whis and Beers have to straight up fly there, which takes time, but which is many times faster than the speed of light because they're traveling that distance and that quick. So <clears throat> you talk about Dragon Ball Z characters can't fly at speed of light. You tell me again when you see Whis do that. So. Yeah, true that. Um, and then I'm trying to I'm trying to remember it all. Well, here, here's an interesting fact. Official at when this episode, you know, because remember, Ginyu had that guy's body, and uh, Vegeta and Goku show up, and Vegeta, he's like, oh, I, he, they realize it's Ginyu again, and Vegeta gets this little smirk on him, and then he just whoops his ass and kills him, just blow, blows him to bits. And the thing is, Go, Vegeta has now killed every member of the Ginyu force. <laughs> Interesting. He killed Goldo when they were about to attack. He was about to kill Krillin and Gohan. He killed Goldo with a blaster in their neck. He killed Birder. And Raccoon, after Goku had defeated them, he jumped on uh, Birder's neck, breaking his throat, breaking his neck, killing him, and then blasting Raccoon. And then he fought Jace and killed him in a battle, an actual fight, and then now he's got to kill Ginyu. What about that other guy? Who? That's that's it. Oh, yeah, that was Frieza. He did kill Zar. He killed Zarbon and Dodori. So he's pretty much killed every one of Frieza's followers that, you know, his main followers, which is crazy. Yeah, Vegeta's fucking awesome. But he's not killed Frieza. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even not even so, and then so then it progresses into Frieza's transformations and 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 a fight between Frieza and Goku. Yeah, they made the transformation way more tense in the show. When he transformed in the show, he killed every one of his followers behind him just from transforming. They all died. That was going into Frieza, Golden Frieza. No, that was just his regular his, his regular, regular transformation. Final so yeah, then it then it then it's revealed just as in the movie that he's got a uh, a form even beyond farther beyond his final form. Yeah, I mean it's pretty much the same as Revival of F. Like, it's it, yeah, that, not much uh, of that was different. No, the fight was about the same, and I wasn't too impressed with it. 
I mean, the fight with Beerus and Goku was way more crazy than that fight was. Right, and it and it pretty much happens all the it unfolds the same way with the battle between Goku and him, and then Goku getting fucking shot by that little fuckface. Yeah, the laser beam to the chest out of that ring. Like, I don't I don't understand all that, but I mean, whatever. At least they made him not Super Saiyan in this one because that means he didn't have any energy around him at all. Right. You know, there's no way if you're in Super Saiyan God form. A little energy blast isn't penetrating your energy alone. I think that's why they changed it to him detransforming before it happened this time. Right. Which then, which, which, after he's out of commission, he's given a sensu bean, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he gets taken up there and given a sensu bean. Mm-hmm. Then Vegeta wants to take over, and Vegeta is just pounding Frieza to dirt. Like, oh yeah, he's kicking Frieza's ass. He's loving every minute of it because, as we know, you know, Vegeta has the worst vendetta against Frieza, which you understand. You know, he killed all his people killed him even on Namek so you know it was awesome to see Vegeta just whooping on Frieza like Frieza stood no chance whatsoever and then and then just as in the movie it it it, it progresses a little bit further and the fight's almost over and Vegeta is going in for the kill and then Frieza decides that he's going to take everybody out at once and destroy the earth of course he always resorts to blowing up the planet they're fighting on that's Frieza right it's like kicking somebody in the balls during the fight yeah, <laughs> but uh, and then after that, uh, you know, he destroys the earth, and just like in the movie, that just the like Weiss and Krillin and everybody are left by a protective shield that Weiss put around them, and um, then he reverses time, and Goku goes in there and kills Frieza before Frieza can even do anything, and Vegeta gets pissed, and and all that stuff, and you know, it pretty much ends the same way. And that's another crazy power, being able to reverse time. That's nuts. But only by what three minutes? He said something like that, and only one time. Like he can't do it twice in a row or some shit like that. But that's a lot of power. It takes a lot of power. Right. There's one thing going back in time, but to simply reverse time, that's crazy. Right. To change it from happening entirely is pretty interesting. Um. So then, then after that, is there a little bit more filler in between? <clears throat> I think it's all pretty much been filler till the. Yeah, there's pretty. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of just showing them training with Whis and like they have these suits on and then. They, Those suits are so fucking heavy. Yeah, we don't know how heavy they are. Like they haven't specifically told us, but they're just big old. They look like fat suits, kind of. And they're just wearing them, but you can tell they're heavy. Like, what was that thing that Whis had them do? And he he was training both him and Goku, and he was having them run with something. It was a bl- bricks on their arms. That was before they fought Frieza. Oh, okay. And then as they were running with these heavy ass bricks in their arms, like they couldn't. Vegeta and Goku could barely pick it up. Uh, the floor beneath them was falling, falling down, and then we told him, "If you fall, you're going to be stuck in a dimension forever that I can't even get you out of." Oh, that's some fucking intense ass training. Yeah, it's like um, doing push-ups over a candle. You're gonna, you're gonna do those push-ups. Yeah, true that. So then, I, I'm having a hard time remembering how all this unfolds. Yeah, well, they go and they, they're doing some more training, and then you know, not much really happens specifically. But then Champa shows up, which is the Dragon Ball Z that we're watching is taking place in Universe Seven. And Champa comes, and he is Beerus's brother, and he is the god of destruction in Universe Six, their brother universe. And he has someone that looks just like Whis. It's Whis's sister, I'm assuming. Yeah, Vados. Her name is Vados. Um, As his whatever trainer, whatever you want to call him. Beerus's brother looks just like Beerus, except he's fat. Yeah, it's weird. But uh, they, you know, they come. We've seen a glimpse of them, too, before destroying a planet. We didn't know what they were up to. It just showed a little bit of what the, they were talking about something. And, but they come and make their entrance, and he brings eggs, like hard-boiled eggs, what we'd call hard-boiled eggs. 
he thinks it's the most delicious food. You know, he's like, oh, you got to try this. And Beerus is like, no, you got to try this. And it was simple, just like what we would consider a cup of noodle. But ramen noodles. The way they make it look is way more delicious. I want to try one of those Right, things. cup ramen. But he tries that, and then v, he's so very astounded how delicious it is. And he tells uh, Beerus that, uh, you know, he says, where did you get this food? And he calls it Earth. He says, Earth. And he says, well, he goes, uh, and he tells Vados to look for an Earth in their universe, and in their universe, Earth is destroyed. They were like, I guess they had the Civil War so tough that the, not the planet wasn't destroyed, it was just barren. Like, there was nobody on it. It was just a rotten old planet. And, uh, Champa devises the competition between Earth Universe 6 and Universe 7, a tournament between the best fighters they can find. Uh, Tenkaichi Budokai. Tenkaichi Budokai. Goku says that. It's cool. Like, as you, some of you may know, some of the best fighting games ever to hit platform is those ten, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, so then they, they, you know, they just they they give the rules for a fight, and you know, it's it's going to be like a, a tournament style, like a, you know, like the what was it, cell games? Did they have that? Yeah, cell games tournaments, and a lot of those tournaments you got, we didn't see too much in Dragon Ball Z, but they were real big in Dragon Ball. They did a lot of those tournaments. They even did it during. It was the same kind of tournament during the Boo Saga. Right. Oh yeah, that's right. They did a Boo Saga one too. Yeah. Um. So then you know, then they begin to set it up and and all that stuff, and they they go through the rules and. You know, they're you know they have to take like a written test and and things like that, and then they got to go pick their teams. And, and Fat Boo does not pass the written test, which Vegeta initiated because you, to be smart enough to understand the rules, you should be able to pass a certain test. And of course, Boo is not capable. <laughs> right. Um. But that you know that's that's just a tad bit further ahead. But they 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 uh oh man uh, they do that they 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 set the rules and sorry I'm stumbling. <laughs> They set the rules and, and they, uh, you know, begin to go pick the teams and everything like that. And they, they've got to go pick five, what, five of each, in, not including Goku and, and Vegeta. So I guess it would be what, three more people that they need for the, yeah, for the well, fight. Yeah, well, because Beerus said he had a guy already that right. he wanted, to, that he, the strongest guy that he's ever fought. And Goku's like, stronger than me. And then, you know, and Beerus is like, oh, you thought you were the strongest guy I've ever battled? He goes, no, this, his name is escaping me at the moment. but Manaka. Yeah, he's a weird little pink dude with big nipples. Yeah, Manaka translates to the Great Ponta, which means really big nipples. Which is funny. It's funny. <laughs> he basically just has like little tiny tits, ping pong ball tits. Yeah, that's strange. It's, it's pretty strange. But um, they they go to try to find out who they want to get, and they they of course recruit Boo, which I would too. Modern Boo, you know, he's powerful. And uh, they wanted to get Gohan, but Gohan is a sissy girl. But and he we didn't and, touch on the fact that Gohan is training with Piccolo again. Yeah, I was get, I was gonna get there. Oh, okay. But go ahead. Well, no, I, I, I yeah. was just... Well, they go looking for the guys, and they see Piccolo training with Gohan, and they ask Gohan to go with them, but Gohan is like, oh, well, I can't go. That's I have a meeting then, blah, 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 some of this, some of this, some of that. And yeah, he, he would have done it had it had the tournament not been five days from that moment. That's what he says. And he, he has his regular life, which, I mean, he, he can't be like Goku, where he's going to drop everything just to go battle, like, you know, whatever, but... They, you know, they pick their team and ends up they end up picking Piccolo. So the five person team is Majin Buu, Piccolo, Goku, Vegeta, and Manaka. I'm so excited <clears throat> to see Manaka fight. Oh, me too. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> it's cool they're bringing in the multiverse in this Dragon Ball Z, and, and the way it's working is very different than what I've ever seen. Like they have what twelve universes. And I keep I keep saying, and I don't mean to interrupt, but I keep saying that there could be a possibility there. Where they could, in a way, make GT canon only by making it another universe. Yeah. 
It's not out of the realm of possibility. No, I mean, we'll see what they do with that. I, I, for some reason, I don't feel like they will, but it's, they might not, not. it's not impossible. But uh, an awesome thing is that universe, they all have a brother universe, or a sister universe, whatever you want to say. So let's say they have 1 through 12. So they go, 1 and 12 are similar, very similar. Uh, 2 and 11, 3 and 10, 4 and 9, 5 and 8 and 6 and 7, which are the two universes we're seeing right now. And they have Dragon Balls, and uh, Champa said, oh yeah, another part of the tournament rules bet is um, whoever wins gets the Super Dragon Balls, which is great. They are the size of planets, these Dragon Balls. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. I can't, like, I can't even begin to fathom what the Shenron will look like that comes out of those fucking Dragon Balls, dude. Right. It, I mean, e- even... Just the, the, the muscles on Perunga alone. Yeah. Just for fucking crazy. Perunga's going to be the size of this Shenron's dick. <laughs> Maybe even less. Yeah. The but, planet-sized Dragon Balls? Yeah, these... Yeah, yeah. Damn, the Shenron... The, oh, my God. Like, it, I mean, I'm sure somebody out there could do the math. What the if rate. he's, like, super tiny? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's, like, beyond powerful. Yeah. I mean, he can grant any wish, no matter what it is. There's no wish outside of his power, but... That's what, I, that's what I think. I think Snoke from Star Wars The Force Awakens, I think he's really tiny. Yeah. Because they portrayed him so huge in the movie. Right. <laughs> but uh, with these Dragon Balls, they believe that there are seven Super Dragon Balls on each universe, but they go... Bulma goes with Jocko to this guy that apparently knows every question you can ask him. His name is Zuno. And Jocko asks him to prove what size Bulma's boobs are. He goes, oh, well, now they're like a 32B... Back before they were saggy, <laughs> so like it's just funny. But uh, he tells him, "No, there's only seven of them in both universes together." And uh, he goes on to describe the Dragon Balls and all this and that. And the Dragon Balls that we know of, the little, you know, the regular Dragon Balls, are designed off of those Dragon Balls. Right, and they're and the, the 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 dragon it summons is the god of all dragons. Which is interesting because I wonder how the Namekians are the race that ended up being the ones to acquire this ability. Um, I hope they go into that in some detail. For deep into the continuity, the plot thickens. It's not about Dragon Ball Z. I love Dragon Ball Z, but they don't do a lot of story detail. Like, they'll they'll leave stuff out, and you'll never know, but you just gotta deal with it, which kind of sucks. As with anything. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, so they that's part of the, you know, this planet-sized Dragon Balls, and you get to see them. Uh, him and Valdos and Champa are flying into the, to the ring, to the planet they're deciding to battle on. And they're just massively crazy. Oh, it's so cool. They're fucking humongous. Planet-sized Dragon Balls. Like. Yeah, they're they're yeah. You could have a whole fucking life on one of these. Yes. Yeah. Um. So they find they get their team and they go to this planet. And Votto sets up a you know stands and the ring and a dome. And they all show up to take their test and like we said before, Boo fails and then the bad the tournament begins. Right, the tournament begins with Goku and Botamo, something like that. I don't recall his name, but this he's, guy he's like a big yellow Winnie the Pooh looking motherfucker bear type deal. Yeah, it was weird. Um, and when Goku starts fighting him, and you know, and he's he's whooping up on Goku, and then Goku turns Super Saiyan, and he starts to fight him again. But every time he punches Actually, Goku him, Goku didn't turn Super Saiyan against this guy. Oh, that's right. It was against the other guy. Sorry. It's um, okay. No, well, he was punching this yellow guy. Well, Goku said he ate too much steak, and he was full, so he couldn't really move. So that yellow guy was blasting blasts at Goku, and Goku was dodging them, and he was like, oh, this is really hitting the digestive system. He goes, this is working out pretty good. And then he finally starts attacking the yellow guy, but 
they don't seem to be doing anything. Like the punches, they don't even really seem to be hitting him. Almost like there's a little force field behind him or around him. But I believe Jocko said it, or one of the guys say it. I don't remember, but apparently the guy that he's fighting is tele transferring the the force from the punches to another dimension, which is ridiculous. Like that's crazy. Like you said, that almost makes him like unbeatable. Yeah, like the people are just, these people talk about this whole one punch man versus Goku thing. Now, there's definitely a guy one punch man could not beat because he can't land a punch on this guy. Just can't, you know. Right. Which that's fucking insane. Yeah, that's a crazy ability, but you know, and we haven't talked about we haven't really talked about Champa's uh, fighters. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, we see that. Yeah, there's that yellow bear guy and a big robot. And then, and then there's uh, there's another guy. I think his name is Cabe or Kabe or something like that. But he's another Saiyan. He's a Saiyan from Universe Six. Apparently, a good Saiyan. A good Saiyan. Well, so far that we know. Yeah. Um. And then there's uh Frost. I can't remember the other guy's name. The purple guy? Yeah. I don't know the purple guy's name, but he looks, looks badass. Cool. Like, he, he's very piccolo-y. Like, you know, almost not saying anything, just really kept to himself. Hasn't, I don't think he said one word. Yeah, I don't think we've even heard his voice. It's probably t- tiny and squeaky. Yeah, but they all pass their test, and and, and and so does everybody else except for Boo. But the the cool thing is that Cabe, that Saiyan, he, he's never seen Super Saiyan form before, which is really cool when he watches Goku go... For the first time, he's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "I didn't know Saiyans could transform." And he goes, "Okay, but what? What? You know, I thought they couldn't." He's like, "I didn't. The Saiyan trains can't do that." <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I don't know if he's fronting or not, and he might be wrong. You know, he might be lying. Who knows? Yeah, he could be. But um, if he can't transform into Super Saiyan, then he's in some trouble. Right. But so then, so the fight, the fight with uh, but Batamo and Goku goes on, and Goku figures out that the only way he's going to be able to beat him is to basically just throw him out of the ring. By tournament rules. not by, Yeah, by tournament rules, not by any other means of doing it. So he throws him out of the ring, and he moves on, and uh, next up is Frost, which is a Frieza lookalike that I believe to be male. Yeah. Uh, which, well, all, well, Frieza was a male too, but he was pretty girly in the way he was Yeah, very feminine. Um, this Frost guy is uh, coming off as a very good person. You know, like, you know. At first, he's like, he's good. He's like telling everybody, "I was like, well, thanks for coming. I want you to enjoy your fight." And he acts very humble, and it's weird to see. Like, it's very weird to see him acting good. Everybody's jaw is just dropping because, you know, he looks pretty much just like Frieza. Yeah. Besides the little color differences, he looks almost precisely like Frieza. So he he Goku encourages him to go to what you know what he considers his final form before he fights Goku because of you know obviously of Frieza and the, and that. Storyline. He basically says, "I fought someone just like you. You need to go to your final form, or you're going to be destroyed." Yeah, you're not going to stand a chance. In his, in I guess his assault form, which was Frieza's third form, he had that long banana-looking head. They even they called it his assault form, where he gets like real fast and just meant for straight combat. But he finally goes to his final form, which Frieza states that the final form is actually his original form. He just de-transforms because it uses so much power. It's right. Very, so he go he goes to that final form. He convinces them to do it, and you know, and then and then they have an argument, or yeah, an argument. And they have a fight. An argument of fists. Goku goes Super Saiyan, just normal Super Saiyan Gold. Um, and it's 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 pretty cool. We haven't seen him do that. I don't think. Yeah, it's weird seeing him in his new outfit with regular yellow hair. But it was cool. Yeah, it was awesome. And you know, and then and then they begin to fight and and everything like that, and then um. He beats the shit out of Frost. Like he, he's Frost is not standing a chance in this fight. Like Goku is way more powerful. Yeah, he's whooping up on him, and then and then, 
um, the episode the episode just basically ends. Goku starts getting all drowsy and 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 like passes out and falls out of the ring somehow. Like, and where and where I'm confused. I'm like, they better fucking explain that. Like, yeah, like we thought maybe Goku's food was poisoned or something like that. Yeah. Um, I personally, I wish that Goku and Vegeta would have kept their beards. Yeah, they had beards when they were not. They went to Hyperbolic Time Chamber for three years actually. Uh, in Hyperbolic Time Chamber time before this tournament too to, to get a little more training in. And they came out with beards. It was fucking hilarious. It was awesome. I saw I saw a meme where they did. It was like where they didn't shave. Yeah. And yeah, and they went they went blooper blooper sand. Yeah. And their beards were like up in their face. <laughs> and they're like, we we gotta shave these beards. And, and Goku's <laughs> like, why? They're like, well, I can't see anything. It's funny, dude. I didn't see that. It was hilarious. That's funny. Um. And then, like the, they had like little force fields around their beards and shit. It was fucking yeah, crazy. It was weird, dude. Um, and like they stood up on their face, like it covered their eyes and everything. It was funny. Um, anyway, so that that's how the episode ends. And the very next episode takes place right after. And it, it thank God we get an answer because that shit was aggravating. Everybody's completely blown away that Goku even lost the match. And um, up next is Piccolo versus Frost, and Piccolo begins to start charging what looks to be a super fucking um, uh, special beam cannon. Special beam cannon. It's fucking humongous. It looks like it's gonna be crazy. And then he does this crazy like body duplication cloning thing where he clones himself like looks to be like seventy five or a hundred times. It's nuts. He calls it clones. It reminded me a lot of uh, Shadow Clones from Naruto. Oh, yeah, I've seen an episode where he did that. Which was interesting. Like, we've seen Piccolo actually turn into a whole other person and fight himself, you know, split in two, but this was like, he made clones, which was interesting. I felt like there was some Naruto influence in that one. Yeah, probably. But, you know, and then Piccolo takes a blast of the leg, which slows him down, and uh, Frost feels he has the upper hand, and then he proceeds to throw Piccolo out, but Piccolo extend, does his arm extension thing and wraps it around Frost. Yeah, he totally pulls Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, and uh, he wraps it around Frost, and then he has a special beam cannon, and he's and I think Piccolo's prepared to take his own arm off with that blast, because as we know, he can grow it back. And uh, Piccolo thinks he has it in the bag, and Frost does his thing. He puts his arm up into his underneath Piccolo's thing, and then Piccolo gets drowsy like fucking Goku did. And Goku blocked a punch from that guy right before he got drowsy like that. So, uh, and, and then Vegeta demands... No, uh, Jocko says... Check that guy. I seen a needle. I saw something. Jocko says that he saw it. Yeah, he, Vegeta, he demands a body check. And then Vegeta's like, check that body. And then Champa's like getting all pissed, of course. And then uh, the ref checks uh, his body and he touches the spike and he gets all fucked up too. It was funny. There's a little tiny spike that protrudes from like Frost's forearm. Yeah. That has some sort of like qualities to it. like uh, that Some drugging. Like tranquilizer. tranquilizing qualities. Um... And we learned that he's not such a good guy because he was saying that, you know, he was decorated for uh, ending a lot of wars throughout the universe, in his universe, uh, uh, and then, you know, like, making peace. But we learned this episode that he actually starts those wars to end them, to be revered. Right. Which is interesting. Which, which is, is a lot like what Frieza does. Yeah, and of course, of course he's evil. Like, even, and Vegeta says, he goes, I thought something was wrong. He goes, even, and, and there's no universe where Frieza is going to be good. Right. So, the Piccolo's loss is then retracted, and then he is able to fight. What, are they going to fight him again? No, Frost got uh, disqualified. disqualified. Frost was disqualified. For having outside weapons, because that was part of the rules. So, the who's next then? Vegeta yeah. versus the purple dude. No, the, or, uh, after, uh, after Piccolo. Frost. 
After I don't know. They didn't oh, really yeah, Vegeta says Piccolo is going to forfeit. Yeah, and then he wants Piccolo to forfeit and then Frost to stay in the battle. Vegeta wants to kick Frost's ass. I believe he wants to kill Frost, which is going to disqualify Vegeta, but that's my theory. I think Vegeta's going to kill him and then get disqualified, but uh, Vegeta I, just wants to cause him... It reminds him of Frieza, I imagine. He just wants to cause him pain. Right, and I, I hope for Goku's sake that they retract his loss, too, because it was the same thing. Yeah, they didn't mention this episode, but... It doesn't seem right to me not to, you know, his loss shouldn't count either because he would have won if it wasn't for that. So I feel like maybe at the end they they will bring him back because they have to. It's not fair. You know, it's not right. Yeah, and since Boo got disqualified and Vegeta could possibly get disqualified, like... Yeah, and then Goku got and lost. And Piccolo forfeited and... So now it's just Vegeta and the... Minaka. Minaka. Which I believe that I can't wait to see that. And Vegeta looks so happy to fight for Frost, so we're gonna see some crazy. I think Vegeta's just gonna go in there and do it real quick. I don't think he's gonna waste any time. Right? Yeah, he's gonna go in or there. Or he's gonna just ass. he is gonna make it take time and just treat him like a little girl. Yeah, that could he's happen gonna, too. But so, do you have any do you have any theories you want to present? I mean, like I said, there's the Super Dragon Ball things going on, which is crazy. Like, like I said, I. I think that Shenron's going to be ridiculous if we even get the same. They're still missing one though. They haven't. They only have six, so they got to find the other one. But Bulma actually built a Super Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball radar. If they get them, where are they going to put them? Yeah, I don't know. Just where how Rodus and I don't know how do you summon it. I don't know. That's that's too. It's so massive. It's unfathomable. But no, I don't. I mean, I don't really have theories. There's just. I mean, there's a tournament. I think. Vegeta's, like I said, my theory is that Vegeta's going to kill Frost and get disqualified. And then, Mano- I believe Minaka has a transformation because we saw Goku punch him in the face and he, like, started crying. Yeah, that was fucking funny, dude. So I feel like Minaka is not quite, you know, I feel like he is uh, going to transform. And then, you know, I think that Saiyan has more to him because if he can't transform into Super Saiyan, then he doesn't stand a chance. But there has to be more to him. And they're not going to make somebody that weak. In this, you know, lose that quick. I just don't think so. I suppose he could just puss out and forfeit himself. I feel like that purple guy's gonna be fucking awesome, though. That guy looks crazy. Yeah. We saw a little bit of next time on Dragon Ball Z, and it was showing uh, this purple guy doing this crazy thing. I don't know what the hell he was doing, but it looked awesome. Yeah, so it's... it's Dragon Ball Super, definitely worth the watch. It's crazy. I mean, if you can't handle the Japanese subtitles, then you're going to have a long wait ahead of you, but it's definitely worth checking out. And I heard rumored that they're going to, you know, used to wait a long time for Dragon Ball Z to be dubbed by Funimation. It used to take very, like, when when we were watching Cell, they were already finishing Boo, you know, even in Mexico, in America, you know, we were watching Cell Saga, so, but there's rumored to be much faster this time. Like, they're going to, I think within this year, they're going to have it dubbed for us, which is, I hope, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, that'll be really fucking cool. But for now, I guess that's all That's all we have to talk about this week. Uh, yeah, well, we don't even have we don't even have anything slotted for next week besides Legends of Tomorrow and Walking Dead. Um, yeah, it might be a short episode, but... Yeah, I mean, we'll, either way, we're going to be here doing our weekly thing. Um, you know, we'll, we'll still have nerd news. There's always something coming out on... On the on the fabulous internet that that is allowing us, but Batman vs Superman is only week you know two weeks away. Oh, we will discuss that. Shit. Oh yeah, we're probably gonna have a whole episode just dedicated. No, to we that. will have an episode. Yeah, we're gonna have probably we we're hoping that we have we have two probably planned two special guests, um, two friends of ours that are um, uh, big superhero fans, um, big DC fanboys, and one of them specifically Batman uh, oriented, and the other one's yeah, he's a buddy of mine. He he just, you know, he's he's like an all-around DC fanboy, kind of like us. 
Um, he's more of a Green Lantern kind of guy himself, but um, told me he wanted to be, you know, he wanted to talk to us about it, so we'll get him on there, and, um, you know, that'll be happening. But uh, for next week, we'll we'll figure out something. We'll talk about something. I'm sure there's, there's plenty of stuff to go around. Yeah. There's always yeah. news coming out. And there's always our listeners. You guys can always, you know, hit us up. Tell us what you want us to talk about. We're yeah, if there's if you guys have a suggestion, please hit us up. With, you know, that's what we're here for. Um, or even you know, if you want to be a guest, or like I said, we'll talk. We'll do our disclosure here in a second. But yeah, if you you know if you want to be a guest and everything, or just, even just questions, like if you guys tweet tweet us questions, we'll answer them as best we can on on our on air, you know, and all stuff. So just do you know anything you can do. Right. Right. Well, that sums it up for our Dragon Ball Z talk. I know it could have gone into a little bit more detail, but I believe we covered pretty much everything that's happened so pretty well. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, mean, the I the, could go on for days about trust me, Dragon Ball Z. I, Battle of the Gods and Revival of F or Resurrection F are uh, English dubbed in movie form right now. You can pick it up at your local Walmart. Actually, you can pick it up anywhere. Yeah, um, I'm sure you can find it online somewhere. Watch DBZ Super or something like that online um, it's worth the watch yeah they're they're definitely worth it if you want to watch it in english right now for a pretty loose storyline but it still follows pretty well as to what's going on minus the filler in between but yeah but for right now we're gonna we're gonna call it a call it a night and we're uh um by the way i apologize about the day late uh podcast recording what we should be back on schedule next week yep but uh f- but for now Again, um thanks for listening yep thanks for listening Nerd Talk Phillips has assumed no claim and is not endorsed by material used in this podcast production. All music, sounds, and references are copyrighted under the franchise name. Nerd Talk Lips can be contacted by phone, email, or social media. You can contact us by email, nerdtalklips at gmail.com, on Twitter at nerdtalklips, or by phone at 814-299-6653. For more content, you can check out our blog at www.nerdtalklips.weebly.com, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdtalklips. If you like what you heard today, we want to hear from you. Please leave us a review on iTunes, or you can find us in the Android market on Stitcher and Player FM. If there's a subject you wish us to talk about, please let us know. We will do our absolute best and research the subject and bring it to you next episode. Thank you for listening to Nerd Talklips.